This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. And this morning we are looking at our Rutherford County Juvenile Court Center. A lot going on there. COVID-19 may have changed things, but it hasn't stopped anything. It hasn't stopped a day since March 13th. <laughs> going full speed ahead. Full speed, we have to. <laughs> Judge Donna Scott Davenport is with us this morning. And, uh, you know, if you could wave a magic wand, I guess the first thing you'd do would be get rid of COVID-19. <laughs> Absolutely. It'd be the first thing. And what has that done? Uh, what How has that challenged the operation? Well, it's really challenged us because we're under such restrictions from uh, the Supreme Court, Chief Justice. Uh, Bivens having down uh, guidelines and us developing our own plan within the district of how many people we can have in the courtroom and how we're going to distance and how we're going to sanitize and and, and go forward with uh, most of our hearings because at the beginning, of course, it was very limited. But now those rules have laxed a little bit, but we still... uh, Some of the hearings, like if I have six or seven attorneys in one case... I can't have but 10 to 12 people in the courtroom. So that's that's parents and then DCS attorney and then CASA. And so a lot of those cases are still on hold, I'm afraid, because we can't get everybody in the courtroom. So and on a full-scale basis, you would have had... 20 or 30 people in there. Pretty close, especially in one case particular, my children are teenagers that are in the case, and they have a right to be there, and they want to be there. And uh, then our hearing room, where we could kind of crunch in there a little bit, uh, we're limited to like four people. So that's just two attorneys and the just one litigant you know per attorney and we don't have a lot of those we have some and of course uh visitors of course are not allowed even in the building you know they all have to if they happen to bring a ride or somebody they have to wait outside but it's it's uh those cases that were virtually just bumped because we couldn't have them because of the we're trying to play catch up and i was already booked till december anyway before march so it's uh, we are trying to play catch up quite a bit but we're making it happen now to a degree and i say to a degree schools are back in session now right and one of the the largest groups that always discovered that the children were being abused and which uh, you have a lot of cases like that where the teachers and that was out of the uh, out of the picture for several months now and hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, not let too many kids uh, slip through there I, I do see an increase I think that I granted five just from Friday to yesterday uh, of protective orders or restraining orders and so I do think that we are seeing a, a 
more reporting because they are back. And I'm thankful for that because I, I, that was one of my fears and concerns was our children uh, were being maybe neglected or abused and there wasn't a reporting system because we we depend so much on our teachers and, and our deputies, our SROs in the school also. Now, with the judicial system and then the youngsters uh, being kept there at the judicial center, uh, has that number changed over the past year? Well, it's come down a little bit, and we're still holding for other counties and getting paid for that. Uh, it's kind of maintaining, but it's come down a little bit because those cases couldn't some cases couldn't be heard would to put them under a court order and they continued for for like two or three months to commit more acts and they weren't detainable acts and so it's 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 been a, a obstacle for us it has now you mentioned about the school resource officers program and we're so proud of the school Absolutely. program here 20 one 20 plus first. leaves yeah. yeah one of the first i think one of the first in the nation definitely the first in tennessee i believe yeah to have yeah uh through the rutherford county sheriff's office and and you brought two of those fine sros with you today we do we have sergeant mcclure he's at holloway that's where his assigned school is and sergeant turner and he's at siegel uh, middle school and they're going to talk a little bit today i thought it'd be a good idea for our listeners to hear about what's changed what they can and cannot offer and how they're also managing in all of this to to make change with still taking care uh, of our children through the sro program okay uh let's let's start uh why don't uh, we start with sergeant mcclure here uh, tell us a little about yourself. How did you get into the SRO program, the School Resource Officers program? And uh, do you like that more, or do you feel it's quite different from being a, a regular deputy? Well, I would say it's definitely different than being a regular deputy, for sure. Um, it's uh, it's one of those once-in-a-lifetime, I think, jobs that, that come open in law enforcement. Um you know, I was uh, I was very blessed to be able to come in. Uh, we I, I came in with a, a large group of SROs in 2013, and um, you know, just just so happy to to be there and, and be able to build the relationships with the kids. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest parts of the program, and and one of the biggest um, one of the biggest I would say the uh, I mean it just it's it's so cool to be able to uh to see those kids every day and build those relationships because as a patrol officer you know a lot of times you're not seeing the same people over and over again and you're not getting to build those relationships as much as you would want to and let's uh, say hi to sergeant turner now who uh, is on duty at siegel uh big school and uh, d- does the largeness does that create a challenge by any chance at times it can um but kind of the good thing about COVID this year, our numbers are a little bit down, so we're able to have uh, a few less kids into the building. But sometimes it, it is a challenge to have that many kids, but it's also rewarding um, because you get to influence so many different lives and build relationships with a lot of different kids. Tell us, uh, as you look back, how long have you done this, by the way? Uh, I started as an SRO in 1997. Okay, <laughs> so, so you've got some years under your belt yes, there. Yes, sir. Uh, what have you enjoyed most about this? Have there been any... Uh, certain situations that stand out in your mind as, as you look back you think I'm really glad I'm in SRO because of well I think it's it's the relationships that I've built over the years um, <laughs> with me being in it so long I, I now have 
kids of former students, <laughs> and I'm there at SRO. I have some teachers in the building that I, I was there at SRO. Um, so it's rewarding for me to walk into a restaurant and walk around a neighborhood somewhere, somewhere in the community, and I run into people that that were my students years ago, um, and they have some good good things to say. Uh, some good relationships uh, we'll build with those people and now I have their children so that's pretty rewarding for me that is great and that shows you that this tradition is is having a very positive impact uh, on on the you know generations yes sir I've also been a part of some weddings so really so (laughs) as they get married they ask you to be a part of that yes sir well in other words you're part of the family yes sir and Sergeant Turner, uh, how long have you been an SRO? Uh, I've been an SRO since 2013, so this is my eighth year coming up. Um, I've been with the Sheriff's Office for 14 years, um, but I've, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Well, what is it you enjoy the most about the SRO program as opposed to, to being a deputy? I, I think the, the great thing about the SRO program is, is it's almost three jobs in one. You know, you you have that law enforcement presence and you, you know, you take part in the law enforcement activities the same way that you would, you know, as a patrol officer. But you also get that opportunity to counsel and you get the, the opportunity to talk to kids. You get the opportunity to mentor. You get the opportunity to teach classes. And sometimes all of those are in the same day. So I, I think that's, uh, you know, you never really know what you're going to spend the most time on in any day. We hear so much about the things that are happening uh, today in schools with uh, social uh, distancing, the importance of that, and things of that sort. We hear about bullying. We hear about drugs. Uh, are there any particular issues that are really major issues here that uh, that parents need to know more about, that students need to know more about? Well, I think we really have a tough time with, with social media these days, um, and it's an evolving situation. Um, where some social media um, avenue may be pretty popular at one point. A few weeks later, maybe another social media avenue um, that may come come up. And it's hard for parents to keep up with that. It's hard, hard for us as SROs to keep up with that. In fact, we have a couple of people who are strictly dedicated to trying to keep up with those social media outlets. Um, but those are those can be really big challenges for us to keep up with. Uh, any Anything that... Uh stands out in your mind sergeant Carter. I, I would say that the same thing you know we i would say that's probably the majority of the issues that we deal with in, in any given day and it's you know it either starts on social media or it's you know made worse on social media um you know sometimes that's the outlet for for how something happens um so it's it's definitely you know i've noticed in in the time that i've dealt with these issues and, and talking to the parents you know many of them didn't even know that that their child had access to that particular app and they didn't know they were on it they didn't know they were active and you know therefore they weren't monitoring it so uh, a lot of times that comes as a surprise we have a text message here from a listener who said uh prior to coming back to school and the covid19 situation my child was not what you would call a grade a student in fact they were challenged quite a bit and were frustrated quite a bit and now that uh, they're back in school with the COVID-19 situation, they're even more frustrated because it's such a structured atmosphere. Uh, and they're wondering, how does uh, SRO, does SRO do anything to try to sort of mellow it out and, I guess, uh, bring the friendliness, family feeling back to the schools? Well, we do our best to still keep those relationships. We're, right now, we're not allowed to teach as many classes or or 
to get inside those uh, classrooms like, like we would normally do. So it's a little tough. Um, and I know it's frustrating for the kids because it is very structured. They have to walk a certain way, walk in certain areas. Um, they, they have, have to, to walk a certain, what you mean, they only certain hallways they can walk on? Or? Well, we have arrows in the hallway, and they have to follow those arrows. Um, we try and keep them at least three to six feet apart. Uh, and that's a little bit tough when you have a few hundred kids in the hallway. Um, we do our class changes a little bit different to try and keep that crowding down. Um, when they're in the cafeteria, some cafeterias are having the, the students sit and face the same direction. Um, some of them are having, having the kids sit just a seat apart. So it's a lot of different different situations for the kids, and it's not, I guess, you know, school is not as fun as it normally is for them. So that's that's a little tough. Um, it's something that we're working through, but I, I do think the kids are, are getting used to it. So you, you're starting to see the smiles come back, and you're starting to hear a little bit more chatter now. Um, so we're trying to put the fun back in a little bit, but it's just going to take some getting used to. So building up uh, communications, I guess, is what it sounds like uh, people are wanting to, to, to get going again. Let's take a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Okay. Uh, when you call us, let me mention this. Uh, we will put you on hold until uh, we finish a sentence. So uh, have a little patience with us there. 615-893-1450. If you have a thought you'd like to share with us, give us a call. 615-893-1450. Uh, here's another text question. The listener saying that uh, my son has always been interested in law enforcement. He is a senior in high school now, uh, and he thoroughly has uh, looked up to the SROs in his school. Uh, what could he do to continue his desire to get into law enforcement? Uh, what, what are your suggestions on somebody like that? Uh, for me personally, you know, I started the sheriff's office when I was 19. Um, you know, started, you know, working in the jail not long after I had graduated. And, uh, you know, it was a great experience. Uh, I would definitely suggest, uh, you know, coming in, doing some ride-alongs and, and learning a little bit more about it and, and seeing if it's, you know, something that you are interested in. Um, you know, there are several schools now that offer criminal justice programs. And, you know, it's a great way to learn more about the job and be better prepared for when you come in. And then, you know, also I think throughout those programs, you're exposed to many different avenues of law enforcement. And there, there are so many. There are so many agencies and there are so many different jobs that you can do. So I think that, uh, you know, being able to experience that would, uh, would help because each of those jobs kind of had different requirements. Let's try this phone call again. You're on WGNS. Good morning. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. I don't know if I got to the top yet. Gentlemen, let me ask you all something. You all remember Mayberry? Mayberry. Yeah, we all remember that. Yes, uh, yes, Barney sir. was there. Do you all have any open rooms out there at the jailhouse? Any <laughs> open rooms? <laughs> you wanted to check in? <laughs> yeah, I need to check in. Let me tell you. I'll tell you what. This, this COVID and all this stuff got... Sir, I'm sick and tired of going to the bank, to the store, to everywhere I go. You got to step down. You need to back up here. You need to move over there. You, I'm thinking, am I wearing striped pants? Am I blocked up? You all, I'm sick of this. And, and I think that's what the children are, are feeling too. They're, it, it's a different world. Right I'm feeling now. sorry for the kids. I know they. You know, can you all imagine how the kids? They're they're young. And, 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 hey, whoa, let me back up a little bit. Even at church. But, you know what it is? Somebody tapped me on my shoulder and said, can I take your temperature? 
Well, bring your guitar. Maybe they'll let you in to entertain. Hey, that's a good idea, boy. Because the thing about to run me crazy. Help me, somebody. <laughs> hey, boy, I'd have been to the hospital twice. And, hey, my doctor left town. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> take it. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Our number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for a moment after that and recuperate. <laughs> we'll be right back. If you have a thought, uh, you can talk or text 615-893-1450. Don't be bashful. All Sports Talk, weekdays at 5. your good neighbor station. Broadway County's place to talk. Bell Jewelers purchases estate jewelry. Maybe there are things that you inherited that you will never wear. So Bell Jewelers will pay top dollar and we'll help find them good new homes. A lot of customers that come into Bell Jewelers and want antique vintage pieces. So we have a collection of beautiful jewelry items that never go out of style, always timeless at excellent values. I'm Greg Tidwell at Bell Jewelers Northwest Broad, across the street from Toots. If I could talk to the animals. Here at Animal City, we are happy to be here to help you take care of your pets. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. And for your convenience, we're happy to take call-ahead orders for curbside delivery. Here at Animal City, we have a variety of products to suit almost any pet, including premium foods, toys, and habitat accessories. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand-washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. There is an underground civilization underneath of the North American continent. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight, every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. Good morning. Traffic's still looking pretty good right now, even though we've had a, a couple of accidents scattered down I-24 this morning towards Nashville. It's moving right now. Let's keep it that way. We've seen tons of radar. Get used to it. You're going to see more and more radar this week as we head towards the holiday weekend coming up. Hey, celebrate autumn at Obergallenberg during Oktoberfest, September 25th through November 1st. All the details at obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro. A few scattered showers and storms here this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high into the upper 80s. Winds out of the southwest between 5 and 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72. COVID 19 has changed our world, and First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. During these uncertain times, it's good to have a friend to walk with you and help with financial guidance. 
First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you with free text banking, bill paying, mobile deposits, and more. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family, member FDIC. Start your weekdays with the early show from 4 to 6 a.m., followed by the Wake Up Crew from 6 to 7.50 on News Radio WGNS. We're back again. Our phone number is 615 893 1450. And on that one number, you can talk or text, whichever you prefer. 615 893 1450. Dave Doman is our birthday winner today wins the goodies from Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe. And our good neighbor of the day is Sandy Roberts. Sandy Roberts is going to get flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Sandy, uh, the person who nominated, said that Sandy always goes the extra mile to help preschool families at church and selflessly serves others. Sandy Roberts, our good neighbor of the day. Again, our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're looking at today's youth and some of the challenges they're facing, not only challenges with bullying and drugs and things of that sort, but challenges with COVID-19. And schools are back in session. And Judge Donna Scott Davenport is with us this morning from the Rutherford County Juvenile Court System. And we're learning about uh, some of the work that the school resource officers do uh, at the local schools. Now, do we have uh, SROs at at every one of our schools uh, here in Rutherford County now? Do you all have that? Do you know that information? Well, we'll we'll, we'll cover every county school um, here in Rutherford County. Um, Right now, we have a few schools that are not covered, but um, we have some guys that are in rotation to help out those schools until we get those positions filled. Okay. Now, in the summertime when schools are out uh, or during COVID-19 when uh, they're on a different schedule, uh, I understand that uh, all of the SROs continue and, and do different jobs of uh, trying to stay in touch and in communication with the students. Yes, we, uh, you know, during the, of course, during the shutdown, we were working patrol. We had uh, many officers on patrol. We had many officers, you know, working in the courthouse and, and helping with our warrants division. Uh, so that we were kind of all spread out there for several months. Um, but yeah, any, you know, any time we can, you know, be involved. If the if the school was having something, uh, you know, I, I had several officers that would. You know, show up for the the school um, events for you know just book drop off or you know the graduation you know events, and so uh, I, I know that they were very happy to you know have just a little bit of normalcy and all that. Now, with some of the frustrations that we're hearing about today, uh, with the schools back in session and yet uh, certainly a different atmosphere, uh, tell us: Have you had any training sessions to? handle situations like that or is this something that's new for everybody and uh, there's not a whole lot of training available well I, I think you're right you know there's 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 really not a whole lot of available but what we've uh, done is you know we we have back to school training every year uh, for our entire division and um, you know just honestly the 
everything changes every day. You know, it's it's something that's constantly changing uh, with all this. So, you know, uh, luckily our guys are are very much able to you know adapt and and think on their feet. And uh, you know, we're we're kind of all learning as we go along. Here's a text from another listener who's asking about uh, with the COVID nineteen situation. Have the students increased their use of drugs, and is alcohol still a problem in schools, or has it all switched over to drugs? Well, right now we we haven't seen much of that at this point. Uh, I know that not being in school and not having that structure uh, for quite a few months, um, I'm sure it led to some drug use and maybe some alcohol use as well. Um, but, But at this point, we're still so early into starting the school that we haven't seen a lot of it just yet. Now, for parents who have not determined whether their child is on alcohol or some type of substance abuse, what what are some of the warning signs? What would you encourage parents to look for, and what can they do if they discover some of these? Well, one of the first things that, that we see is, is um, defiance. You know, it starts to get to the point where the child does not necessarily want to adhere to the parents' rules or their structure at home. Um, that's one of the first initial signs. And, and then in, in the schools, you'll, you'll see the grades start to drop. Um, the attendance at, into school starts to drop as well. Um, so when a parent first sees some of those those signs, one of the best things for her to do or that, that father to do is to call the guidance counselor and also get the SRO at the school involved. Okay, so once they get the school involved, what happens then? Uh, do they bring the child in? Uh, is it a, a situation where the parents and the uh, school uh, advisors work with the student, or, or how is that handled? Well, everything's a little bit different. Each, it's, each situation is different. Um, but based on what we're dealing with, um, there's some services that the guidance counselor and the SRO can advise the parents about and, and lead those parents to those services. Okay. Are there charges for any of these, or I mean, for training programs or counseling programs or things of that sort? We really try to, to do programs that, that are cost-effective or don't cost the parents anything. And that's, that's the best bet. Um, when you're dealing with situations like that, everything is really emotional. Um, it's a little traumatizing for the parents as well to find out that your kid may be involved in drugs or alcohol. So you want to try and do some programs that, where the parents don't have to worry about the cost. Okay. Judge Davenport, uh, grab that mic there and, and uh, share with us some of the things that you see from the bench dealing with uh, abuse, uh, abuse, substance abuse, uh, alcohol, things of that sort, and some of the things that you sometimes have to mandate from the bench. Well, I think with our uh, shutdown and children not having any structure, uh, especially from March till school started back, of course, we always have our summer, but we also have summer school. We have summer structure with our schools still with our children. And that was lacking because of COVID. And I believe that that, uh, even though some parents were home because they didn't have to work either, there was still the uh, opportunity for our children to get into trouble and to experiment with some things because they had idle uh, time on their hands. And that's always, I think, one of our culprits, no matter if we're in school or out of school or have COVID or not, if we don't keep our children busy, then other things will find ways to them that are not really a healthy 
thing for them to do. And I think that we've seen that as well because we're not having the events. We're not able to have those. And our children need those outlets. They need the companionship, the good companionship that they find a lot of times in in those positive groups through school and through community. And we do still are able to offer um, services through our uh, YSO program our court probation officers we still we don't have our walk-in wednesdays but we still can talk to them over the phone and then talk to the parent about what they think is going on or even make an appointment to bring the child in they are doing still check-ins and appointments Uh, of course those have to be staggered Uh, so we're there as far as the the court with the probation officers to try to to help and then if we have to order certain services then of course that's the last thing that we want to do we want to empower the parent and the child to get the help that they need and we have a, a text from a listener who's asking about some of the uh wannabe, gang wannabes uh this is a grandmother that is asking this question and they're watching their child or their grandchild uh, being uh, coerced to do things maybe that they wouldn't normally do. They're hoping that it's a gang wannabe and not the gang itself. Are you seeing any increases or changes in that activity? Well, I haven't. You know, we're still, you know, we had like 750 cases that one heard for my delinquent, and so we are still got a few to hear. So we're, I, I'm not seeing that. Um, I've always seen it. I've always seen the true gangs, and my law enforcement are the first ones in their testimony would say, and they will identify the gang by name and what they're doing in what phase of either initiation or they're already in the gang. So I'm not seeing that as much because of the the COVID. So maybe Sergeant Turner could address that as far as what you normally see and what they maybe need to look out for. Okay, tell tell us a little. Pull that real close to you, uh, and tell us about the are they wannabes? Are they the real things? And what are you seeing? Well, for one, um, the gangs are not as prevalent as as, as they used to be. Um, there's still some gang activity there. Um, we have a few gentlemen in our division that um, stay very close to the situation and they monitor it very well. So when we do see signs of, of kids who want to be involved in gangs, uh, we, we get on top of it pretty quick. Um, and we deal mostly with the gang wannabes at this point, um, kids who are just fascinated by by the things they see on television, things they see on social media again. Um, so we do have those kids who are, who are fascinated, but... Um, those kids who are really involved tend not to be in school as much now. Um, and so we, as SROs, we deal with mainly the kids who are just kind of are fascinated by it and want to try and be a part of it. Why do you think there is a reduction in gang uh, presence? Well, what we found is that we, we don't think that it appeals to the kids, kids as, as much as it used to. Um, I know early on when I started as an SRO, that was one of the biggest things that we dealt with. Um, you know, kids wearing certain colors, uh, kids wearing certain clothing because they all wanted to identify. But we've seen that diminish over the years. But we also saw an influx of just what we call just kind of satellite groups, you know, where it's not necessarily a major game, but just little groups that want to hang out and do certain things and, and maybe um, do some deviant things. But that's doing the law for a lot. Um, the games is they're just not as cool as they used to be. And I hate to use that word cool for gangs, but um, we just think that's the way the kids are thinking right now. Okay, uh, here's another one. Uh, This one says, I have three children in Eagleville School and wanted to say thank you 
to the SRO officers for keeping the kids safe. And I think we're hearing a lot of things like that. Here's another uh, text from a listener. Uh, This deals with the probation system, and they're referring to one that's being moved. Uh, Is it the state probation office that's being moved, the one beside Northern Tool? And uh, is it moving to the old courthouse? Uh, What's the story there? Well, of course, this is just what um, I've read, but it is the adult probation that's moving. Anything juvenile, of course, is staying in our facility. That will never hopefully be moved, might be enlarged, but not moved. But that's what I understand, that they're going to move the state probation that they have uh, funded through the, the county and I'm sorry, I don't know the name. We have a coordinator because I got enough in my, in my garden. I, so I can't really answer that. But I do know that it's something to do with the – well, and no, it's not the state. It's the county probation. There's county probation that is run by a, a, a private uh, – not a private, but a, a, a court program through pretty much general sessions judges and maybe some circuit criminal judges. And that, I believe, is the one that's going into the old uh, judicial building. I hope that answers your question. All righty. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're talking about uh, school being back in session, the school resource officers program, uh, helping out, helping to try to bring some normalcy to sort of an unusual school year. Uh, Here's a text from another listener. This one says, I'm concerned that... My child is just not learning what they should be learning, but uh, I guess I'm feeling good that uh, it's the same playing field all over the state and possibly all over the whole nation. Uh, Is this year and uh, first part of last year, is this going to be the year that just doesn't count as far as education goes? And I guess a lot of us have wondered that. I'm glad that person brought that up. Uh, is, is it look like, does it look like uh, the, the youngsters are learning anything as they move from one grade to the next? And especially those who just graduated, uh, are, are they going to have what it takes to go on to uh, an additional form of education, whether it's college or a technical school? Uh, will they be equipped? We, we certainly hope hope so. Um, what we have seen is that, you know, in the last couple of weeks that we've been in school, we, you know, our, our kids are pretty resilient. So um, they're adapting um, as we go day by day, as, as also McClure said, uh, they're adapting. Um, and we, we're going to start to see those changes, and they're going to start to evolve to where they need to be. So at some point we're going to get back to where we were. It's just going to take a little time. It's, it's a challenging time for everybody, it looks like. And so uh, uh, online education, the, a lot of them have had the opportunity to switch to online. Uh, is that making your job more difficult, or I guess it's a reduction of students? Well, for us, it is a reduction of students, um, but I, I do feel um, a soft spot in my heart for the teachers and the administrators who are having to really deal with the distance learning, um, as well as having students in the school. So that's a different ball game for our teachers. Um, they're having to do classroom work and then also go home and do um, Zoom meetings and distance learning preparations for the kids who are not in school. So it's been pretty tough on them. It's so, very strange to walk into a classroom and, and hear a teacher teaching with no students in there. And so you, you're seeing that in the schools. They're actually, the teachers are still in the schools, 
but the students are at home watching it. Absolutely, yes. It's uh, you know, and, and I can't imagine personally as a teacher trying to you know teach, and because you know so many of our teachers here are so passionate about what they do. You know, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to you know have to do that over you know a, a zoom call or you know you know through the computer it's uh you know i, I know that that they love what they do and then they miss having that interaction with the students as well now with these zoom meetings i know there is some interaction but you you really don't have that one-on-one feeling that you do if they're in person with you oh absolutely yeah it's uh i, I can only imagine you know what, what they're going through with that and with the colleges doing it, now, the colleges have done this for uh, not just COVID-19, but uh, not on the scale that they're doing it now. I wonder if this is sort of a glimpse into the future. Young people love technology, and they're the ones who jump in and ready to swim that way. Uh, let, let's let the judge uh, tell, tell us a little bit more about her thoughts on that. Well, I want to give my personal experience. I'm entering my 26th year to teach at MTSU, and of course, it's all new there, too. And it was like, oh, I can't do this. I'm, I don't want to learn. So dog, new tricks. And so my first class was last Tuesday night, and I didn't think to myself, I said, I wouldn't go to class if I could hear it any time because we're recording and videoing all of our classes. And they can choose to come in or do it online. And I want you to know every single student showed up. We'll see if they show up tonight. But every <laughs> single student showed up. And it's a good thing because I didn't get it recorded correctly. But uh, they did. I think that they – and I told the department chair, I said, if we have no students, because most of mine – of course, I do juvenile law – is interaction. And if I can't do any interaction, I'll be done an hour instead of three, probably. <laughs> but uh, so we'll see what happens tonight. But everybody was pretty excited about. Of course, they're adults, and but they were excited about coming to class. And I was just very, very blessed. And uh, I do. I hope all of y'all come because I gave them this assignment. They, they need to listen to the show <laughs> if they need any help this semester to write a paper. So show up tonight. Um, so I do think that they that, uh, but the parents have to make that decision on the little ones, of course. But um, it's all new for me too. Uh, after all the years I've been doing MTSU, but it's gonna, it could go to that. It could they could shut us down in a week or two because our number is going up. And of course, I have to have a backup plan to now, do that online. Was there interaction? The interaction that you needed? Oh, it was. They were wonderful. I'm going to have a great semester this year. Yeah. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? I'm scared. <laughs> You're, yeah. Let me tell you all, I've been listening to you all. Let me ask the department up there about the, the neighborhood. You all probably heard about that place, right? Mm-hmm. Who was it? Uh, when did this start? They're putting stickers out in the middle of the streets in the neighborhood. Stickers? Well, what kind of stickers? They, they're saying, watch for the kids. Oh, yeah. But by the time you see the little... This thing may be a foot and a half tall. By the time you see the sticker, you be to run over the child. Mm-hmm. Who idea was that? Okay, are these on the streets or the street signs? It's in the street, Bart. Uh, actually, to, by the time you see this, you be to run over the child. Who okay. idea was that? I have not seen those. Yes, sir. They got them in the neighborhood, and and it's just so much going on that, that I could tell. Yeah, let, oh, let back, Bart. You and I have been talking for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you all, if you if you bring enough poison, or we eat enough poison, or we're fed enough poison, we're going to soon die. 
Yeah. Amen? Right, you're right. Gradually. But how long we've been talking about what was going to get bad that didn't go bad? That's true. Amen. Talk to me, somebody. Well, I, and I'm glad you brought this up about the signs physically on the streets. I guess painted on the streets. Uh, but you guys have not seen that either. No, I, I, I haven't run across anything like that before. It's very interesting. Okay, I, I'll be looking for that. Where where are they? they down in near Smyrna here. In the neighborhood. They're, they're in the neighborhoods. In the Smyrna neighborhood. Yeah, okay. it, it, I couldn't believe it. it, it I couldn't, because like I say, by the time you see that, it, I pray to God that it don't happen. You better hit the kids, because the kids, uh, oh, let me tell you what else. Who idea was it? These little scooters, we used to call them, when you push one, you know, everything done got, you don't work no more at nothing. The kids don't use one leg to push the scooter. They got motors in the scooters. Y'all know what I'm talking about now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Thank you again for calling. Our phone number, 615-893-1450. And you can talk or text, whichever you prefer. Uh, he, he brought up the scooters that are now electrified. It, it's going away from uh, exercise. Uh, <laughs> that Instead of exercising, you just push a button these days. And, and Judge Davenport, I guess that's true with, with the computers, too. Instead of having to figure out how I'm going to get to school, you turn on your computer. It's, it's, a, it's a different world that we're living it in. It is, but I have to be in the classroom <laughs> to be filmed and videoed and audioed for it to be transmitted. Yes, but uh, it is. It's going to be different, especially if nobody shows up and I'm just talking to myself. It's going to be a little strange. <laughs> Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to check on the weather and the traffic one final time. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And we have just a few minutes left, so if you have a thought you'd like to share, uh, text it to us, why don't you? 615-893-1450. The Truman Show. If you're looking around your home and it's looking like it's time to update, we can do anything as far as painting, new flooring, anything that you're looking for. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. They already did a great job on our bathroom, so when we decided to redo the playroom, Farrah Construction was the only one we called. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company. This is Jenny Harrison with Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. It is such an honor to help families make their funeral arrangements. I am so blessed to be a part of that time in saying their final goodbyes. Thank you all so much for allowing us to help you through this. This is Jenny. Give us a call at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. 117 South Academy Street between East Main Church of Christ and Junior's Foodland. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Good morning to you. It's 8.53. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about two for $3 Lay's or Cheetos? That's right, two of them for $3. What about regular M&M's for only a buck? Well, these are just a handful of the sweet deals that you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app, to earn points to use toward their ice-cold drinks or even gas. 
The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. So stop by and save at the local Mapco store today. Good morning. Traffic's still looking pretty good right now, even though we've had a, a couple of accidents scattered down I-24 this morning towards Nashville. It's moving right now. Let's keep it that way. We've seen tons of radar. Get used to it. You're going to see more and more radar this week as we head towards the holiday weekend coming up. Hey, celebrate Autumn at Obergatlinburg during Oktoberfest, September 25th through November 1st. All the details at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. A few scattered showers and storms here this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high into the upper 80s. Winds out of the southwest between 5 and 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72. This is Jason with Tire World. We're having our annual at cost tire sale now through Saturday. That's right, all tire brands will be sold at cost for one week only. Not only will all tire prices be drastically reduced, but increased savings with manufacturer rebates as well. So if you're in need of tires and looking for the best price around, you will not want to miss Tire World's annual at-cost tire sale. At Tire World, we keep your family rolling. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. We break in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WCNS, AM, FM, and online. We are moving toward the end of our broadcast this morning, and uh, I want to say a special thank you and give a chance to our two SRO guests to sort of uh, add anything that uh, we might have left out. But uh, I want to say a special thank you to Judge Donna Scott Davenport for being with us and also SRO Sergeants McClure and Turner. Uh, Before we leave, uh, we've covered a whole lot of topics this morning, but is there anything that you want to sort of underline, or is there something we've totally left out that needs to be uh, put in our broadcast today to to help the parents working through this COVID-19? Well, I just want to let the parents know that the SRO division is, is still here. We're still there for them. I know we don't have as much interaction with, with the kids as, as we normally do because of COVID, um, but if the parents are still having some issues, they, they can still call us out, call us and reach out to us and, um, and ask for our services, and we'll be glad to help. Okay, that was Sergeant Turner, Sergeant McClure. You know, I would say just, uh, you know, this this is new for everybody, and, you know, I would just, you know, ask the parents, you know, be patient with the school, be patient with the teachers, be patient with your kids, be patient with your SROs. You know, it's uh, we're all trying to work through this together, and, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to learn and, and, and work as we go along, but, uh, you know, like Sergeant Turner said, we're still here, and we're still wanting to help, and, you know, even though we can't be as involved, um, we we definitely want to be. You know, there there's so many guys that I've talked to that wish that they could do more, and that you know are are talking about how they it's it's so difficult for them not to be able to go and give the kids high fives and uh, you know things like that. So uh, you know we're we're all ready for it to get back to normal. Very different. I think we're all ready for that, and be be flexible because what happens today may change tomorrow. Judge Davenport, before we leave, you always have some thoughts that uh, sort of make us think twice uh, and share with us before we leave today. I always say let's go hug a child but we can't be hugging them right now <laughs> and so that that breaks my heart because uh, 
they they need that touch they need to know that that they're loved and so somehow just just pray over a child or raise one up today and and know that they're probably the ones that are struggling the 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 worst with all of this is because it's so tragic for all of their disruptions in their normal life because i always tell them i just want you to go out and be a, a, a good i just want you to have a childhood or a teenage years i don't i want that for you i don't want you locked down i don't want you headed to jail or to prison your adult life and so i think they're the ones that are probably uh the work and the parents trying to adjust to and i do i I, we thank the sros for all that they do and they're working with the court and our probation officers with the court probation and 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 the services that we have in rutherford county are still there they don't look the same as they did but the people are still there with the heart to reach out and want to help anybody that needs that help and for the parents listening in, what what advice would you give them? This this is a challenge for them too. Absolutely, because you, you you're going through it in a certain way. They're going through it, and it's it's just emotionally it's trauma for all of us, and and not having our normal routines and. Some things have changed, and a lot of people. There's one show I watch because it's always the same. I can depend on it every night at the same time for the same. I don't have to put my brain into it, and we don't have a lot of that. We want some normalcy again, and we don't have that. So just reach out to the community. There's a lot of agencies out there that can help you. Your SROs are there for you as well. Special thank you to our guest for joining us today here on WGNS Murfreesboro. We've been looking at ways to help our youngsters. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.